Well, welcome as always to Rage and or of Sigmar. I am, as always, Jacob Berry. And with me, as always, we have the most dangerous man in, on, around, and under Warhammer, Joseph Pagano. It's always great to like going to a show with some really interesting listener feedback. And you said that we had some really good reviews. Yeah. Recently. Do you, yeah. So do you want to talk about this that? Is a, yep. Got a YouTube comment on Ooh, AOS Rantcast 94, Rage Ooh. of Rantmar with Jacob Aaron and Joe Pagano. So this is the Mr. Mephisto uh, YouTube show. Mm, uh, cool. Comment from High Marshall Helbrecht. Is that, you think that's his real name? I do not. I God fucking hope not. Well, hi, Marshall. Hey, Marshall. Alcoholism, prostitutes, ow-salting people. Hmm. And these are the guys telling you to ruin people's lives for gamer words? Joe, I know your type. I wouldn't let you near my kids. You should have let them badmouth coach. I mean, you are the most dangerous man in Warhammer, are you not? Awful. Hmm. So, uh, for those I want to say thank, know, thanks for the feed. Thanks for the feedback. Uh, it's always great to hear. You know, it's from always the great fans. to hear from listeners. Yeah, really the puts fans, a smile you know? on my face. Um, I don't know why I'm being called the dangerous, most dangerous man in uh, Warhammer, and I did not stop anyone from bad mouthing Coach. No, I think I think he was talking to Meth there. I think he was saying, Meth, you should have let them bad mouth Coach. You're supposed to have this reputation for saying what you think oh so i don't know is this guy mad at us i think it's both i think he's mad at us for saying mean things about coach i think he's mad at meth for having us on his show and giving us a platform oh we have a platform already though yeah i know we, we just went on to hang out with and- andrew yeah we had a great time with andrew um i would put it in my top five you know i would put it in my top two times i've I've watched the Mr. Mephisto show. Uh, top two, and it's not two, I'll even say. It's number two at the time that you were on there and really drunk? Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. Yes, it is. Uh, actually, number number two might be his uh, might have been his 24-hour rant-a-thon, and number three would be the time I was on. Um, but anyway, um, Marshall, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I hope you, you continue to do so. Uh, yeah, don't sure forget you, to like and subscribe. Yep, yeah. smash like and subscribe. Uh, tell all your oh. friends about it. Honestly, if you if you love us, keep listening and keep giving that feedback. If you hate us, keep listening and giving that feedback. Uh, tell all your friends about how awful we are because it really makes us feel good about ourselves when we get downloads. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I'm just so happy that this guy was so upset 
that three really insignificant people in the world went on um, the public forum and gave opinions and told stories about shenanigans that he was so upset about it that he went and typed out a comment on YouTube. But what's even more impressive, and I told this to Andrew, was that he watched the whole show. That wasn't like <laughs> beginning of the show stuff. No. That went on throughout it. And it's also really, that's all the good stuff. But the negative side is that like 90% of that episode was me and you talking about how much we love each other. Yeah. And, and that's his takeaway? His takeaway is that. So this man, you need some love in your life. Um, I think, I think and, you know what this man needs? This man needs a Joe Pagano in his life. He needs a Joe Pagano in his life. It's understandable, you know. Um, so hi, hi, Marshall. Hi, Marshall. Um, hey, hey, what's up? Hey, Marshall. What's up, Marshall? Um, you could you could hit me up, man. I, I could be a Joe Pagano in your life. I won't be your Joe Pagano, but I'll, I'll tell you what it's like <laughs> to have a friend. I could be a Joe Pagano in your life. Um, I know. I went to high school with another Joe Pagano, and he could be a Joe Pagano in your life. And uh, I mean, if you type in Joe Pagano on like social media there's always a couple joe pagano's out there i know um, i know a mario pagano who's who's got the best friend slot available um <laughs> my my mario mario's best friend is my mom all right and that's it that's his only friend don't tell her that. um now that he sold his bike right sorry that's i didn't he didn't sell his bike he, he still has it but um, now that he has a robotic leg <laughs> I mean, they rebuilt him bigger, faster, and stronger too. I, I believe he's the first member of the the DK crew. <laughs> no, not a fan of uh, early, Dead Kennedys. Like Ed, yeah, nope. That's that's not who I meant. Uh, I was referencing oh. a late '90s Nintendo 64 game. Oh, Donkey Kong. Yeah, do you not remember the DK rap? No, I don't. Oh, I I know a lot of it. If you'd like to hear it. Uh, I'll probably better check. Yeah, that sounds like a, yeah. that sounds like the best thing for our friendship <laughs> and our listeners. Um, so he's a leader of the bunch. You know him well. He's finally back to kick some tail. His coconut gun will fire in spurts. If he shoots you, it's gonna hurt. Just just a little little taste off my uh, my new upcoming rap album. You, I thought you were gonna say something like his coconut gun will make you. What is it? Will will fire in spurts. Fire in spurts. Yeah. Uh, and if you drink rotten coconut milk, you'll get the squirts. <laughs> I thought you were going for a... The Rage of Sigmar podcast <laughs> is intended for mature audiences. Yeah. Yeah. But don't give them money for it. You can our friend Marshall. Um, when the moon is in the Nashville sky and Jacob turns his computer on and Joe powers up his as well and make sure to hit record this is season three of Rage of Sigmar Rage of Sigmar of Sigmar it's Rage of Sigmar, or Sigmar. So, uh, right, was, welcome, this is, welcome, yeah, welcome to, back uh, to the show. To the most chill Rage of Sigmar episode. There, there's not going to be a ton of yelling. Uh, um, I'm recovering from laryngitis, <clears throat> and I'm recovering from the first time going out drinking in almost two years. Tell me about that, dude. How uh, 
how are you feeling? I mean, how many drinks did you have? How are you feeling this morning? Uh, yeah, okay, let's do it. Let's do it like the movie Memento. So I'll tell it, tell it in like fifteen minute memories, starting at the end yes. and ending at the beginning. Awesome. Right. So I hope it makes me question the very uh, the very nature of memories, and really like makes me reflect differently on a couple of memories that I thought were really solid and I like were foundational mm. memories of relationships I have with people. Yeah. You know, maybe at the end you might say to yourself, am I willing to lie to myself to stay happy? You know? Um, About my friendship so, with Chai. Yeah. So it starts off or it ends at uh, me getting home at like midnight, pretty drunk. Um, before that, we were at a, a couple different bars in my neighborhood. We went out on Bell Boulevard in Queens. There's a good like 20 plus bar strip that's changed a lot since you know i used to go there when i was a young man not married single you know yep. it was like a, it was like a high school reunion every time i was there yep <laughs> you know there's just some bars in some towns that it's just like you just keep running into people where everyone knows their f- name right yeah um and ted danson's there um is this the good place did you die last night <laughs> part of me did yeah. um so we ended up at the end, towards the end of our night at like a, a bar called Brian Dempsey's and Brian Dempsey's is like dead. There's no one in there. There's like six people in there. Awesome. It used to be, I remember, I remember being there and like, you couldn't even get to, to the bar. Like it was packed all the time when I was younger, but of course it's a pandemic, you know, not everyone's vaccinated yet. People aren't really going out, but it's Saturday, it's Friday night. So you would think it would be popping. And we got, you know, a couple ciders and we were all real drunk and but before Who'd you that, go with? We, you went out with with Noah and with Chuck. Oh no, I, I can't tell that until oh, I get to right, the beginning. Right. You, were, you were out with two two nameless, faceless men. Yes, yeah. You don't know who they are until the beginning or the end, or the ending is the beginning. Um, we don't know oh, who they man, really wish, are until we get to the oh, end. I wish Danny Pudi was here to help me do this bit. Um, <sighs> so we we're, we're at this bar called Bourbon Street which is like a Nola theme bar uh, bar restaurant and we got some you dinner. Even went in. I'm surprised you even made eye contact with it. Yeah, I left wearing beads. Um and like I had eaten dinner already and and uh the two nameless men who were with me they hadn't and uh they convinced me to get dinner again so I ate again and drank like three hurricanes. So <laughs> So you had this, my, before you had my attention. Now you have my curiosity. Yeah, I drank. I had no sour cream, so I was okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, we went and got some hurricanes, and we just talked about Warhammer a lot. Um, I'll just this bit is kind of exhausting because I, I would have had to like actually plan this bit out to pull it off right. Yeah. So um, Chai had been living in California for a little while, and uh, Noah has been living in uh, Vermont. So we haven't all gotten together in person, and. Uh, a very long time. Actually, Chai was the last one of my friends I saw before the pandemic, and he's the first friend, one of the first friends I saw, like when we're on our way out of it. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. Um, Man, so, it sure would be a shame if if there was some information that came to light that made you really question the whole nature of your friendship with him. Yeah, so we're drinking, we're telling stories, we're laughing it up. Noah's got great stories. And Chai tells the story about how if he's going to lose, thinks he's in a bad matchup, he just gaslights the fuck out of his opponent, which is how he beat you at uh triumph GT. Cause he was like, well, Jacob could take me. I'll just give him bad advice the whole game. Listeners. I want you to go back. We'll, we'll wait. We'll wait here while you do this. 
I want you to go yeah. back and listen to the episode we did on the Triumph GT. I think it's it's early in our catalog. It's called Failure GT was the name of yeah. the episode. And I talk about my game with Chai. And you'll hear me really earnestly, but like with a bit of a bit of joking, talk about how much fun I had playing Chai and how he gave me all this awesome tactical advice that I took. And then he ended up winning. And I thought that was so funny because I thought that all the advice he gave me was like super solid. But he was giving you, he was feeding you bullshit advice. He was feeding me mediocre advice that was like good enough to sound good, but not actually good advice. He was kind of playing it to his advantage. So that was really interesting. I want to go back and listen to that episode and hear exactly what I had to say about it. Uh, Yeah. Because with this in mind, I'm like, I'm reeling. I really thought Chai and I like hit it off and we're like, he and I talk, talk list tech all the time. He's yeah, like, he's gone on he's... as though nothing is wrong. Nothing <laughs> is amiss in our friendship. I think the best part is that like now for the rest of your life, every time you interact with Try, you're not going to trust him. He's going to be like, yeah, just go get that. You're going to be like, no, no. He'll be like, oh, the burger's really good here. He'll be like, no, no, I don't trust they you. They don't even have burgers here, do they? No. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, that was it. Was a great night to go hang out with the guys, and I woke up today pretty hungover, which was really interesting because I haven't been really hungover in a while, and uh, I felt like I was about to go to a GT. (laughs) So, like, I really woke up in the morning, and I was like, "Oh, I feel like shit. My mouth's all dry. I got a bit of a headache. I'm really tired. I got like four and a half, five hours of sleep." Your phone is recommending college humor videos. Uh, Yeah, and I was like, I could go play some Warhammer right now. This is like my peak (laughs) performance. Um, I know I don't, I don't want to make too many references to alcoholism. So yeah. Hi, Marshall. Um, <laughs> hey Marshall. Yeah. What a guy. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. It was good to get out with the guys and just see, you know, seeing Noah and seeing Chai's was a blast. Yeah, it was man. an absolute blast. So yeah, I drank a bunch of white claws and I got the worst, um, I got the worst old fashioned I've had ever. So talk me through this because you make, you make old fashions a lot at the house. I know you've sort of perfected it. What what was different about it, and what would be your pointed feedback to uh, to the bar of how to fix it? Uh, yeah, one you don't you make an old fashioned. You include things in the recipe that are in the recipe. Um, but this old fashioned so was they put just in like banana curacao or something. No, they just put it was bullet. Okay. Uh, orange rind. Okay. And a maraschino's cherry. Those and all ice. sound correct. There's something missing there. It's sugar and yeah. It's bitters. Yeah. So it just tasted like whiskey, which is not what I wanted. They didn't put. They didn't even like simple syrup. It. No simple syrup. Nothing. Huh. It was very bad. That doesn't I was very sound upset. like an old fashioned. That sounds like. It's just whiskey with shit, like yeah. some fruit. It sounds in it. like yeah. I was gonna say it sounds like someone. Someone put like the end of a bad fruit salad into <laughs> into your bullet shot. Yeah, like someone was just like, I'm not gonna. Eat. It's just the rind too. It's like I just wanted the orange, but you know what? Let's just throw my garbage off my plate into your. So I wasn't happy about that because that place was like we're like a cocktail bar, and it was not a cocktail bar. It was just a bar. Mm-hmm. But we ended up staying there because uh, we were drinking the claw. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you're, I hear you're immune to uh, to legal proceedings when you're drinking white claw when you're right? actually drinking that stuff. Truly. And uh, and then uh, it was quiet. It was like a good bar. It had an outside patio. So we were just sitting in the back. That sounds nice. It was nice. really nice. Yeah, it was cool. And then we saw a raccoon. Oh, how about that? So 
So that was my Friday night. And then... Uh, so game one? Yeah. So, well, actually, Tuesday morning, my okay. dad drove me, my dad drove me to the airport. Uh, was that, um, was that a MacArthur? No, it was Newark. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a very long drive. He actually drove me to Newark once to go to a tournament. To really? go to, uh, yeah, to go to LVO. Oh, and we went together. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I got like a, a Newark flight for really cheap, and yeah. then I was like, "How much could an Uber be there? Fifty bucks?" And it was like a hundred and twenty dollars. And I was like, "Dad, I'll give you eighty bucks to drive me." <laughs> and he was like, "Okay." Yeah. It was win for me. Yeah, you get to hang out with the best cabbie in New York City. Also, yeah. like uh, probably the the highest hourly rate cabbie in New York City. No, because the Uber would have been one hundred twenty bucks. Yeah, but like that's that's the overall cost. I'm talking about like his his on the hip hourly. I guess yeah. Your dad's got to make more than that Uber driver. What when he worked What's when he your, was in the union? Yeah. Oh yeah, he made a lot. Especially to, total package. I mean, it's not just on the total hip. package total would package. have been yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure Uber doesn't doesn't offer any benefits to their contractors. No, pri- private contractors. Yeah, that yeah, sucks. Exactly. So I guess the takeaway of this episode is uh, if you drive for Uber or Lyft, you should try to unionize under the uh, the cabbie union. Yeah, I don't understand how unionization would go for private contractors. I feel like that's like a really – like it's too cutthroat. They have like no solidarity at all. Yeah. Because you can make your own hours. You drive your own car. It's like you don't have to get a taxi you, medallion. Anyway, you pay your I don't, own insurance. Yeah, you put you the wear do. and tear on your own vehicle. Yeah, and we don't give a fuck. We're too busy having sexual assault or sexual harassment charges brought against us as a corporation. Yeah. So anyway, so, uh, speaking of, uh, today's episode is going to be twofold. We're going to talk about um, the upcoming Atlantic City Open that we're going to be attending June 11th and 12th. I know. So it's currently at the date of recording. It's it's uh, May 15th. God. And we're so close. We're so close to going to a tournament again. We're it has been four weeks from being drunk the, off our asses at the end of day one. The last tournament you and I were at together was NashCon 2019. That's like a year and a half ago. It's the last That's, time I've seen you. That was the last time you saw me. Yeah, man. That's that's wild. Yeah, it is wild. That, so that, much has been, changed. Yeah, we both lost a lot of weight. Yep, I've put some of it back. Uh, you had a kid. <laughs> had a kid, got a second on the way. Yeah, so you've gotten laid a couple times, that's cool. Provably that many. Um, You got a new career? That's right, that's right, I got a new career. I, I aced my, my sheet metal final last night. Oh, nice. Peter told me so I'm you're... probably the only person that, that aced it. So are, that means you're getting your raise and moving on to the next term. Yep. So you're going to be a second term apprentice now. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be a second year apprentice, which means uh, second year. You've been a sheet metal worker a year already. I started in in August. Oh and my, I get god, my raise dude. June first. Yeah. Uh, exciting thing about second year is uh, some new classes open up, so I can take divination, uh, um, arithmancy, uh, uh, Muggle studies. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's good. Anything that provide like pertains to 
like sheet metal work or no? <laughs> uh, well, are you? Do they actually have electives for the second year? I, don't think so. I had electives. I, I think so. I know there's I, the electives that they offer are sort of just like one offer, like month long courses. The one I want to do is the HVAC one um, uh, to like learn how like, to do residential service? installs. Yeah, service and residential installs. Service save so much money just buying the. Like buying mm. from Ferguson and installing it myself and with an extra set of hands. You could do s- side work, yeah, too. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly right. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I think in my third year, I took architectural. And in my fourth year, I signed up for welding. But they had a, a big shakeup in the union and all the teachers quit. So I just got mm. foreman's training, which was like the biggest waste of time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was such a waste of time. It's like, I definitely would want to do architectural. And I would uh, – welding, like fourth year, is just all welding. That's good though. Being a welder is good. You get you get your uh, you get your certs, your AWS certs. Those are important. You can make some money with that. Yeah. So. Plus, it's a useful skill to have. Oh yeah, it's excellent. So um, that's good. That's really good. That's exciting news, bro. You're gonna be a second year apprentice, bro. Yeah. Only four years to go. Only three years to go. It's a four year program here. What? That's yeah. awesome, yeah, dude. They condense it into into four years. That's great. I had the last four year class in New York, so that's great. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy for you. Thanks, man. Three more years, bro. Three more years. And turns out, yeah, uh, one of the two teachers that I had this year is going to be the teacher for the second years, which is good and bad. He he likes me, but he annoys me. He's a sheet metal worker, bro. Yeah, that's you that's know. how people are. Yeah. Uh, funny story. He's actually like in. He's on the e board, uh, and he's mm-hmm. a trustee. And I think he, wow, he he's has two elected positions at the same time. Uh, I, every every local's oh, different. Shoot, so no, our no, trustees. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's not e board. He's just a trustee. Um, he's just a trustee. So he's in charge of some money. Yeah, but he's a uh, he's like a local foreman. But he came up as a B mechanic. So like a lot of the the older guys in the union. Only have, on only ha- yeah, only have shit to say about him. Like he was just like show up late, be mechanic who you know like packed up his tools fifteen minutes early and got shouted at. Can you do that one more time just for good measure, Joe? I'm sorry, yeah, I keep <laughs> punching my microphone. It's I'm okay. so sorry, no guys. No one's gonna notice. Uh, yeah. And uh, so like some of these guys I'm working with on this job are like, yeah, I I worked with him when he was a B uh, mechanic. He he wasn't shit, and he would like show up late and pack up early, got yelled at by foremans, and now. He bought his card and he's a foreman. He thinks he's hot shit and teaches classes and like is is like he's gunning for the vice president or like president spots eventually. Like plays is the politics vi- game super well. His name is Jason Street or Streeter. Is is a VP a full time position in your local or is it a part no, uh, time? It's part time. The only yeah, full time positions I think are apprenticeship manager or like coordinator. coordinator. Yeah. yeah. The BM and the office manager. And what about the other BAs? Or is there only a BM? There's just a BM. So like if you have a problem on the job, your your business manager comes? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. How many guys are in your local? Do you know? I want to say like 800. Oh, that's small. Yeah, it's a small local. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We have 30, well, 4,800, I think, in New York. But uh, Local 104 in California had over 10,000 members. Jesus, fuck. Yeah, it's a huge local. That but they have like so sense. many... They have like subdivisions yeah, of like full on residential and full on service mm-hmm. and all this shit. So like, there's like sheet metal workers in California who don't really do what like a, a build. You're a building trades apprentice, mm-hmm. so that's how your classification. But there aren't there are guys who are sheet metal workers in California that aren't building trades at all. Right. They don't do any building they trades just work. Do service. So they just they do. just do service. They just do 
like uh, it's like that gig you got offered at the company you're at now, where you could be like a architectural guy. Oh yeah, it's like what a, are they called? Specialty, specialty, specialty worker. workers. Yeah, so there's some interesting stuff. It's really cool. I'm really proud of you, dude. Thanks, man. I want you to know that. I appreciate that. Uh, you've been telling me forever to get in, and and I'm, I'm glad I did. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad also, you're gonna so sticking at it. One and of my teachers, uh, the other teacher, the one that I. I liked a little bit more. He's not the smartest man in the world, but and I'll, you'll you'll see evidence of that in a second when I finish the story. Uh, he he's leaving teaching, uh, mm-hmm. and they offered him a foreman job at the the shop he's at, so he's going to do that. But he wants to start up a his own shop, uh, mm-hmm. and he wants to start up like an architectural and design shop. So like he in in like he loves telling the story that he just like in drafting classes would draw whiskey stills and like do them with like three views and do an oblique drawing and you know like he was at work uh making copies of it one day and people were like oh that's fucking cool can i can i have one and so like people were like yeah i'll give you 20 bucks for for a copy of that architectural drawing and he's like yeah sure like i was just doing this like as a doodle on my spare time uh but like he he wants to like do that full time and design like whiskey stills and like custom lampshades and like super yeah, just all sorts of interesting yeah, yeah. exactly uh and he's like yes i'm trying to get that started in the next couple years and he's like and you would be the first person i would call i like i want to have you come do that with me as soon as uh as soon as i get that up and running a because you'll still be an apprentice and it'll be cheaper for me to get you on board and make sure you have the skills you need and b because like you're good with shapes and numbers and design yeah well honestly like you have an edge on the other guys in your apprenticeship because a lot of guys get into a construction apprenticeship with either little or no trade experience or little no math experience right and like, even though you didn't have a lot of mechanical hands-on experience, you understand the math that goes into advanced layout. And right. that, I think, I think you would do really well as a, like a draftsman. I was thinking about drafting or like detailing work. Uh, detailing could uh, yeah. be really boring and like, but I, no, I, I think it's being super interesting too. Doing, doing CAD is a good idea. Yeah. Like definitely when you get the opportunity to take CAD as an apprentice, take that. Like, oh, so yeah. I had to choose between CAD and architectural. Mm. And I regret not taking CAD. So what did you do in architect? Was it like mostly downspouts and scuppers and water boxes? Yeah, we had to build a roof. We built like a a mock-up roof and like did a lot of soldering. Mm -hmm. Soldering? Um, Yeah, soldering. And like, uh, you know, you learn about like a lot of metallurgy and Mm -hmm. like, like, uh, you know, reactions and expansion and contraction of, you know, different materials and And different temperatures. And And like... uh, it was a little more precise than duct work. Mm-hmm. So like if you're doing duct work, like precision isn't as important. You usually have like, you got some, I think it's, now you got like, they call it like a three sixteenth, yeah, like three sixteenths. You're all right. Yeah. But like in architectural work, it's more like, you know, a, a 30 second. second. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, t- it's, it's cool. Tight. You know, it's tight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to make stuff that's watertight. So that's, that's really fun. Yeah. Um, I never used any of my architectural skills. I've never worked architecture. Uh, I've worked architectural metal maybe like a dozen hours in my whole career, like yeah. having to fix something. Yeah. Hey, real quick. Um, what percent of our listeners do you think we've lost yet? I think I think Brendan Melnick is still <laughs> listening. End of list. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, all right. So let's let's get off the topic of of being a sheet a union sheet metal worker. We'll yeah. we'll save we'll save that for a Rage of Sheet Metal podcast. That sounds great. Um. A uh, good segue but, into uh, a segment I like to call top five. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And and that is that uh, this tournament we're about to go to in a month is definitely going to be one of my top five tournaments of 2020 and 2021. Um, uh, but not yeah. because the pack is good, just because I haven't been to shit. Um, so we could talk about the pack. We could talk about specific things let's uh, why don't you tell me what this we're gonna so it's seven yeah. scenarios correct right so, we're gonna play there are seven scenarios we're playing five of them yeah chosen right? at random chosen at random from the following border war uh border war yep that's what i said total conquest which mm. is not total commitment it's better than total it's commitment. better than total commitment the blade's edge i like that scenario even yeah. though it's it's very different yeah that's the one where you pick uh, which that's where you have to score all your turn. points very early. No, that's forcing the hand. No, forcing the hand is the one I'm thinking of. You're right. Blade's Edge is the one where you where you lose yeah, an objective every it's, turn. It's, it's, uh, there are six objectives, and there are two of them. Are, they're all like touching each other. They're mm-hmm. zones. And like each turn, yeah. whoever is second in the turn gets to get yeah. rid of one of their opponent's objectives. Just hand away priority over and yeah. over again. Uh, knife to the heart, which is really mm-hmm. interesting. It's tough for me because I'm low body count on this, but yeah, always, me too. always. I'm uh, extremely. I think knife to the heart is the worst tournament scenario. <laughs> I actually like it for differentiating in the final round, but it also it's, it, it's it has still, to happen early. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, it has to early, so. Place of arcane power, which I think is an awful, awful choice when there's stuff like Marathi in the world. Which and like I'm fucking fine with because I'm running Marathi, but like, no, yeah, like anything that's yeah, we all kind of know yep. what places are. Focal points, is, right? which is the best scenario in the game, and shifting objectives, which is decent. Shifting or I like shifting objectives. It's just that like you're you can a game can be lost on like that just that D three rule rule yeah, right like totally. If it just keeps shifting where your opponent is, you're gonna be or very doesn't frustrated. shift and they just get to sit there in this game. Yeah. Um, so those are the the seven objectives that will be randomly chosen from. Uh, here's here's the real shakeup to me is the the games are going to be played in the realms, and specifically day one is going to be in the realm of metal, mm-hmm. which importantly means that all terrain is going to be uh, entangling. So minus two to run and charge. Yeah, I think that's the best. Oh, do I you? We is that how you feel? Yeah, do you I, feel I that wish way? We were playing the, the whole tournament in that. Yeah, that I, do you think you would feel that way if you were running Bloodthirsters? I, uh, I actually think big monsters don't suffer from it as much because it's a lot easier for them to get into positions where they don't have to suffer that bonus, that negative, right? Like the minus two. Yeah, it's when you have big footprint units that you're kind of putting these quagmires where it's like I can either be minus two to charge or. I can be I can an inch be, closer. Or I can be like in these awkward positions where I, I'm not going to be able to get all my models into the combat the way right. I want them to. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then day, day two is in life, right? Yes. Gearin? Yep. So, and that's interesting. It's not as, it's not as bad. Everything is healing. Um, but what that also means is you specifically have some jank you can pull with with casting shield of thorns a couple times yeah yeah if i use cp yeah um Mm -hmm. but yeah the only the only my takeaway there is like why would you put a whole day of like three games into the realm of metal i don't know we could ask martin about it yeah we'd have to have him on 
We could just ask him about it and relay the info. That's true too. Um, it's. I feel like there's a couple. It's a pack. It's a pack that's honestly skewed heavily towards shooting. I mean, just with that realm choice, it's heavily skewed towards yeah. shooting. Yeah, because that's just especially with something like with Mornar. Right, because you're having charges. charges. I think. Uh, Legion of Chaos Ascendant lists that are going to include a corn demon prince are going to be fucking brutal. Yep. Um, yeah, there's a couple other things that have. There's there's a Slanesh spell that has uh, charges, but luckily oh, no one's going to take that. Um, I will say that I was kind of happy that Marty stepped in and was like, even before we knew when the pre-order was coming for Soulblight, he was like, if Soul Soulblight's not out, it's not going to be allowed at the tournament. We're, we might not have a fact in time I'm making the decision and that is something that I do like about Martin as a TO is he's very direct about mm-hmm. making that decision he doesn't waffle you he's kind of just stand. like and he kind of when he when it comes to that sort of stuff he chooses the like the wiser thing because if the book came out and had all these ambiguities that we um, were told weren't going to be in the game anymore um, and it and we were waiting for FAQ Wait, hold on. no the, the game is watertight watertight or it will be it's starting been, aos3 it's uh, yeah it's gonna be soldered yeah so, soldered with silver so, soldered soldered soldiers yeah try saying that seven times fast uh yeah i think there's something in the pack that basically says that like seven times fast fucking championship level right there i think there's something in the the pack that basically said if something hasn't been out for 30 days like the rules cutoff is 30 days so we've hit the rules cutoff time yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's the right move. Stops us yeah. from having like just Zinch chain host going undefeated at the top like they did at the heats. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm super excited. Uh, do we? Oh, another another thing we should really talk about uh, real quick. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Nope, is that uh, look at the prizes? Oh, I didn't notice the prizes. Look, yeah, it's there, not like the actual prizes, but it's like the best overall slash hobby exemplar. Okay. Best general, second best general, third best general, smoke and boots, which is last place. Best army, best army runner up, best army third place, player's choice, and best sports. Best sports at an ITC event. I'm for it. Also, both best army and player's choice. I really appreciate I like that. having a, I like play, that a player too. vote and a Marty's. And overall. Yeah, best overall is big. That really matters to me. It's not just best general, it's best overall. So, why do you have to get painted for this tournament? Uh, I need to finish twenty. Wait, are we being? Are we telling the truth about our list? Or are we doing that thing where we gaslight people and tell them we're bringing something else? Oh, uh, I was. You could just say like model count. Oh, like, okay, I got I have to complete twenty-five infantry and three characters, four characters. Oh, twenty-nine infantry. Because the characters are all infantry characters. No. Oh yeah, they are. But that's not. No, I also forgot there were four models in a little goofy unit that I need to paint. Is it Morgweath? Maybe. I thought we just said we weren't going to tell people what our lists are. We're going to be nice and cagey and secretive. All right. So I'm playing Celebron. Less, uh, I've got Morathi. Less, less grief. It's less grief. Less, You're going to really tell your whole list. Less, I'm not telling my list. Less grief. I'm bringing five bloodthirsters. Well, I'm bringing uh, Morathi, Gotrek. And Teclas and 15 Super Liberators. Friends. That's not true. That's I'm not running Liberators. Sounds, I'm running Skinks. I was going to say that that sounds like a liberating 
Uh, Army. Liberator. Play. I barely know her. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited. We've both been practicing with these lists a bunch. And it, the thing is, like, not talking about the list is silly because if people want to know what list we're playing, they just have to go back and listen to what we talk about in turn like our little internal tournaments. Oh um, uh, yeah, no, yeah. But I'm playing I'm playing my KO. If you've so been listening, I'm, you already know what the lists are, so we don't have to go through them again. But I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. I have to finish painting my display board. Dude, I think you stand a really good shot at winning best paint. I don't know. We don't know who's going. If Oscar Lars is there, I don't. Do you think Oscar Lars is going? He might. There's a lot of good painters, dude. Let's not act I'm, like I'm... My, my, I, I, my I don't eye like is that. on player's choice. I want player's choice, and I want best sports, and I want best overall. Wow. I want. I just want to go to a Warhammer tournament and like enjoy my life. I kind of just want to hug you. I just want to hug I, you. I hugged, you know I hugged Noah last night for so long. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be really honest and just lay out my cards here. I want to stand with you on a mountain. I want to bathe with you in the sea. Mm. I want to live like we're going to in Atlantic City forever until my bank account comes crashing down on me. That's a good. That's good. That's good. Thanks. I like Thanks. that. I, I, saw, I found those those lyrics inscribed on an epitaph in the middle of a bestial uh, uh, tomato planter. Sa- Savage Garden. Oh, I get it now. Thanks. Thanks. It was good. Um, so yeah, ACO, check it off the list. Um, I think it's time that you and I arranged a heart to heart and we talk about the thing that's brought you more joy in the last maybe two weeks than I've seen in your eyes in a long, long time. And that's Vampires. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to talk about something else. Good. No, I mean, we can talk about Abella Anderson if you want, but like I was, we, I was <laughs> thinking we, we could go with vampires first. Yeah. If, no, let's go vampires. Have, if we have time, we can talk about foreheads, tits, McGee later. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so we don't do book reviews and we're not going to do a book review, but what we but are going to do, do a book review for a book that we don't have. Yeah, we have, right. this is a picture review. Yeah. All right. So cover art. Started off. There's some red. There's some green. There's a zombie dragon that doesn't look like a zombie dragon. Rate it on a scale of of one to, I don't know, uh, seventeen. Joe, sixty nine. Nice. Uh, okay, so if you don't know, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So soul blight grave lords allegiance abilities are very similar to what you see in. The, uh, the Legions of Nagash, they get, um, everybody gets, all the heroes get uh, Deathly Invocations, which used to be on uh, War Scrolls, and now is is just an Allegiance ability. So the way it works is different heroes of different sizes, or of like different types, I guess, can use uh, a different amount of Deathly Invocation. So Mortarks can get four, they pick four units, Vampire heroes pick three, Death Mage and Death Rattle heroes pick three, and the way it works is starting hero phase, pick a number of Gravelord's summonable units, holy within 12 of that hero. Uh, and for each unit you picked, you can heal up to D3 wounds allocated to the unit or return a number of slain models equal to D3 wounds. Uh, so, like, you know, similar to Legion of the Gash, they've got the uh, Deathless Minions, so when you take wounds within 12. 
Does that rule say a, a unit can only be affected once per phase? Or can you still do like 3D3 if all the characters are by it? Uh, it says... At the start of your hero phase, you can pick a number of different friendly Soul Blight Gravelord summon units wholly within 12 of a friendly Soul Blight Gravelord's hero to be affected by a death invocation. The number of friendly units. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't know. Okay, cool. Just a little ambiguous. For each thing. unit you pick, you can heal up to D3 wounds allocated to that unit. Uh, the same unit cannot benefit from this ability more than once per turn. Yeah, so you can't like... And they can't back. benefit from that and Invocation of Nagash, which is his version of that. Yeah, but, so... But you can benefit from... used to be from, able to stack it. Yeah, but they can benefit from uh, the Grave Sites. Oh, no. Do Grave Sites no longer heal? No, they, I think Grave Sites just... Just for supply. resummoning. Yeah, so they got a couple other things. Uh, at the end of your movement phase, you can set up one or more of your destroyed units. What? It's so. Oh, you can you can do reserve units. You can do reserve units, and then also uh, at the end of your movement phase, you pick one of your destroyed units, right? No, it says at the end of the battle shock phase, there count the number of enemy units that were destroyed during the turn roll the turn during that turn and roll dice adding the number of destroyed enemy units to the roll right. a five up you can pick one friendly grave lord summonable dead walkers or summonable death rattle unit in your army that has been destroyed if you do so a new replacement unit with half the number of models in the unit that was destroyed is added to your army set up that unit wholly within 12 of the grave site and more than nine from enemy units um can i just say what? I see why we don't do book reviews now. Because they're boring. Yeah, am I boring you? Okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. So we don't need to get too crazy no. about all this. No, we can, um, we can skip this. We'll edit out in post. So they have some, they have some DPR. They have a good uh, reanimated horrors is a great rule, which is uh, a minus one bravery if they're near uh, dead walkers or death rattle, mm -hmm. or minus two if there's more than one yep. within six of them. Yep. Super good. So uh, that's pretty good. Yep. And terror guys exist in this army. So there's some deep bravery debuff, yep. buffs and screams available. And then they've got the thing that uh, Legions of Gash used to have, which is uh, if you're casting on lore of death mages or lore of vampires a nine or more, the spell and it's not unbound, uh, you can resolve the spell twice. Yep. Double tap. Yep. So if you hit a 10, well, I guess it doesn't work for uh Arcane Bolt, but like if you hit a 10 on a, a good damage spell, you can do 2d3 instead of d3 or whatever. Um, so, okay, basically the, the real important thing here is they've got these bloodlines. And there's, I think, five different bloodline families that you can pick from. Yeah, you, you have Avangori, you have uh, Legion of Night, Legion of Blood, uh, Vircos, and Castellai, uh, and... That's it, that's five. That's five? That's five. Yeah. Uh. And you actually have to pick one. This isn't one of those things where you can elect not to pick one. And this is where your allegiance abilities come from. You get sub-faction allegiances, you get sub-faction items, uh, and you get some sub-faction special rules. Mm -hmm. um, and they're all pretty unique and different. So uh, Legion of Blood, for example, uh, is the one where your... Uh, where did it go? It's the one where your death rattle units within a certain range of vampires or heroes 
ignore mm-hmm. negative modifiers to hit and wound. Which is really good because uh, ignore modifiers for hit and rules. Yeah. Um, what's what's great about that is the that it says vampires. So that means like blood knights mm-hmm. and, and uh and Varg, Vargais but, but stuff it also cool. says um, that bonus. it just says ignoring negative modifiers. So if you've if you've stacked up plus one to hit on them, you're not going to be canceling that out with the negatives to hit. You just stick yeah. with those positives. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Legion of Night has. Uh, I think it's uh, it's like the. It's what they used to have. Tempest basically, die. you put half of your. You can basically put half of your units in reserve, and they come in on a board edge. Yeah, but also they have had one to save rolls for turn one for Death Rattle and Deadwalkers and Deadwalkers. Well, which yeah, which is pretty decent. Um, and with Knight, if you run it with like Neferata, who lets you ignore negative modifiers, they'll still get the positive to their armor save, but not the negative. Um, interestingly, this one works similar to um, to Stormcast, where you can actually leave them in reserve longer. You don't have to bring them in turn one. You can you can say yeah. yep, I'm, I don't like where you're letting me put them. I'll bring them in turn two. Um, so that's sweet. And but I do mm-hmm. think you have to set up an ambush as reserve. I think that's different than setting things up in the grave. So you do have to to say it up front which one you're doing. Um, yeah. Avangori is basically your gristle gore, your zombie, uh, or I'm sorry, your your zombie dragon like uh, monster list yeah it's like feck light yeah exactly i think, so I like, think it's the, it's i think it's on par too though yeah i don't know so there's like you get to pick uh your monsters either your your terror guys or your zombie dragon that gets a cursed mutation and there's like a table for that which is cool um you're minus, i'm not really that interested in any of them that to be honest you're minus one you subtract one for wound rolls that target your terror guys dragon zombie dragon and vampire monsters Unless the attacking unit is a monster, so that's pretty sweet. Minus one to wound is is impactful. For the curse mutation? No, no, no that's 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 uh, across the board for Avangori. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, and then uh, you also at the start of the combat phase, you pick one of your monsters, and they get to fight at the top of their table, no matter what, which is really huge. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so that's Avangori. That's the sort of Luke all monsters, mother of nightmares uh mm-hmm. faction i love her she's awesome she's great she's super fucking cool yeah uh and then castelli this is your blood knights faction this is your like yeah. elite vampire uh infantry so this one also has a similar reserve function where you can uh where you can put half of your stuff basically in reserve and it comes on on the board edge again similar but they get this is the, the fucking coolest rule the might of the crimson keep so each time a friendly Cast life vampire unit, so that can be heroes or blood knights or vargeists. Destroys mm-hmm. enemy unit. That friendly unit gains uh, one of three abilities based on what they killed. If they kill a hero mm-hmm. or monster, you add one to the damage characteristic of their melee weapons for the rest of the game. And they can't. You can't double up on this. You can't like kill two heroes and get plus two damage. Uh, if the enemy unit had a wound characteristic of three or more and it wasn't a hero or monster, add one to the wounds characteristics. So you're looking at four wound. Uh, blood knights for example which is fucking nuts mm-hmm. or four or five wound uh vargeists uh yeah. and then if the enemy unit had a wound characteristic of two or less add two to run and charge rolls for that unit um and this is sort of a bit of a spoiler but there's a there's an there's a command trait that says once per battle at the start of the combat phase you can have your general use this ability until the end of the phase friendly cast alive vampire units wholly within 12 of the general 
get all three of those those benefits if they, have- they only get they only get two because one only affects the charge phase oh so, you're right okay which which is kind of like oh, it would have been so good if it was hero phase to hero phase or something uh yeah that would have been yeah so, but still so still so you're getting that plus would've... plus one wound and plus one damage for all of your vampires within 12 inches of that of that hero which is if you put it on like a, a vampire lord on zombie dragon you put it on um your uh vingorian lord for example like a big old base mm-hmm. that's that's gonna hit a lot of blood knights or a lot of vargs or a lot of little heroes that can suddenly go up to being damage d3 plus one or damage three which i think is awesome yeah um so that's that's the basically and like i i would we say that we didn't talk about beer coast. No, totally and i was i was just gonna um I was going to say that I think, well, okay, let's, let's do Virkos and I'll, I'll give my editorializing. Uh, Virkos is uh, sort of your, um, your casting and your uh, creatures of the night sort of, sort of theme. Uh, add one to wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons for death rattle, dead walkers, if they're within range of vampire hero and reroll casting rolls for, for vampire wizards. So it's actually not, the strength of this one is not in the battle traits. Um, there's some really awesome command traits, and we actually haven't seen the the artifacts for this one. This is the one that we don't have. Yeah, but can we just talk about what I think is the best command trait in the book? Yeah. And that's in Virkos. Yep. It's it's the Hunter's Snare. Oh, it's super good. All right, so if this is a general contestant objective, the number of models this general counts as is equal to their wounds characteristic. So now you could do like a vamp Lord on zombie dragon and he is going to count as 14 for an objective, Yeah, which is excellent. Massive. And that's even, so like if you put it on the right characters, that's even, it's better. Oh, and it's wounds characteristic. It's not the number of wounds the model has remaining. Yeah. It's characteristic. It's, It's actually even better than, uh, what you would get from like, uh, frost, uh, Frost Lord on Stonehorns and stuff like that. They count as 10. Um, it's not quite as good as what you get from Sons of Bayamon. Yeah, but that's like the only thing they got going for them. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think you're right. I think that's probably the best command trait in in the book. Um, uh, what I really like second, about this... And can, I, can I also get my number two while I'm thinking of it? No, I hate you. All right, fine. Go for we'll it. come back no, to it. it. We'll come say back it. to it. Fucking say it. Uh, it's in Legion of Blood. Um, it's Sanguine Blur. Okay, what's that one do? So friendly units that start a pile and move wholly within 12 of this general can move an extra three inches when they pile in. That's pretty huge. Uh, again, it doesn't give you the good six-inch pile in, but it is pretty phenomenal. Well, it makes your six-inch pile in with zombies a nine-inch pile in. Yes, that is true. Nine-inch pile in is wild. Plus zombies now do mortals on sixes. And for everything they kill on a two up, it comes back as an extra zombie. Yeah. I have a list that I kind of built around that. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think you're right. Picking those two as like the two strongest, uh, command abilities or command traits in, uh, they're the two that I'm the most attracted. to. I'm so into the one for, for cast that lets all, all of your vampires within 12 get the benefit. Of uh, of both rules. Yeah. I mean, that's like a huge. That's a, a huge alpha strike. It's like it's it's playing to your high tide, right? Yeah. It's also. I mean, it's a once per game, which is fine. Um, 
but what I really like about it is that it's it's a it's like a nail. It's the last nail in the coffin. Mm, you've been waiting to say nail in the coffin, haven't you? Uh, no, I, it just came to me, and I'm really happy that it did. You know, man, stakes have never been higher. No, they haven't. They haven't. So you were gonna say it's the last nail in the coffin for like you can like, you can really get that punch through. You can like finish like I mean if you're getting a good combo charge and you're getting maybe ten or fifteen blood knights in the combat with a character and next thing you know you're like you're like really putting you know there's you're really drawing drawing the blades edge yeah you know oh, and you I mean and if you're if you're sitting there with that command ability and you haven't popped it yet and your your opponent's like you know they, they think maybe they could they could get you with a counter punch before then when you're out of position it really lets you force the hand on like how how they respond to your uh, it's a total commitment absolutely i mean 100 percent um but like if you get it in it's like a it's a total knife to the heart yeah it is a knife to the heart you're right it would be a um if you get it off like a, if you get it off five five games out of five games in a tournament, you will be the Lord of War. Damn it. I was trying <laughs> to think of the Lord of War one. Um that, so there is actually one other one in Castle that I really do like, which is that if it. an enemy unit is destroyed within six of your general, the general gains irrelevant abilities from the Might of the Crimson Keep battle trait, even if the enemy so, yeah, unit wasn't near, killed by the general. If he's just nearby. Yeah, so he can just hang out behind your blood knights who are doing some of the work and he gets sort of charged up as well. Yeah, that's cool. Double bang for your buck. Um, so I'll tell you what I like about this book, and it's it plays into the conversation that you hear Rob having a lot about uh, book design, which is that some books give you very clear ideas of how you want to build and like make it fun for you to to list build because you know the direction of the strengths you can take. Right, like with Daughters of Cain, uh, you think about things like um, like corn. You know, like corn isn't typically thought of as a strong book, but each of the sub factions make it really clear how you should be building, what you should be focusing on. This sub faction focuses on corn grass. This yeah. one focuses on blood reapers. This one focuses on bloodthirsters, right? And I think there's other books like, uh, to a degree, KO, definitely with Gits, although Gits have gotten a good fix with uh, the the Tome Celestial stuff, and like Slanesh, it's hard to figure out what direction to go with any given sub faction. Right. I mean, Gits doesn't even have a sub faction. Well, they, I mean, exactly, but they've got their like little. Um... No, like you have to, you have to put a little bit more energy into building a list in those books. And it's not so always as to... fun because you're like, maybe, maybe at what I'm saying is it's not as obvious, and so that's it's less of a smart design to like lead you down this path, and maybe it's more of like a, a harder puzzle that I'm just not willing to put in the time for. Yeah. It also makes netlisting like a really more enticing thing. When like, you play those list. those books where like someone finally unlocked the good build. Like a lot of my KO lists are designed around other people's lists. Yeah. You know? But anyway. I mean, I've had, so, so like that's just, that's why I'm singing the praises of this book is because I think that the sub factions are very flavorful, very characterful, and each define a different style of play that are gonna yeah. you're gonna it's gonna let you really explore that specific style of play and have your army do the exact thing you want it to do based on that. But also you can have a, a collection and play it in three or four different uh, bloodlines and have it play totally differently day to day. Yeah. Like there's some armies that fall into the trap of having six sub allegiances 
And of those six, there's only one that you ever want to play. Yeah, and this one has five. And you want to play all you of could them. Play, I could play all five. Yeah. I could have a good time playing them. Would you say, would you say that since this book has came, like, came out, you, you've seen yourself building lists in any specific one? I mean, like heavily leaning towards one that you My, think is the strongest? I, I lean towards Fear Coast. Yeah. Uh, I like Vircos the most. Do you think and, that? But do you I think do, that when they when they bite someone in the neck, they look for the Vircos veins? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, um, I would say that it has like a rich amount of scrolls. Yeah. Right. Some armies, like it's definitely. I mean, I've played Corn for a while, and Corn is like heavy, a heavy scroll rich army, and this army is on par with that. Yeah. But also, I felt that corn had like a lot of scrolls that I couldn't see myself <laughs> taking. A lot of shitty scrolls. Not that the scrolls were shitty. It's just like some of the more interesting things were so heavily costed that you were mm-hmm. like, "I'm not taking this." And then, like, I I loved. I think skull reapers are great. Yeah. I think skull reapers are awesome. They're it's just twenty of them's like eight hundred points. Yeah. And you know you, you can't build an army around that. It just doesn't. No, it's you become a one-trick pony, right? So I think that you have some variance in uh, Soulblight Grave Lords, where you could, you know, change one or two things in your list every time you play, and still kind of play like, like you can. All right, let's put it this way: you can work new ideas and strategies into a collection without painting a whole entire extra army. Totally. You don't need to have like, oh, I'm going to build this list and now I need to buy 60 models. You could be like, well, I'll throw this and this in and that's an extra 20 models or whatever. And that changes my list play. Yeah. Um, so I think that there's the the nice thing about this is it takes basically <clears throat> everything from Legions of Nagash and that is excluding all of the Night Haunt stuff that got rolled in with Legions of Nagash and then also adds a really robust new release. Like this, this release has a bunch of kits, right? You've got Radicar the Beast, you've got Belladonna, you've got uh, the Rat Prince, oh. you've got the uh, the normal Vamp Lord, you've got Luke of All, and just so that's five kits right there, just on heroes. You've got new and skeletons, have, you've uh, got new zombies, oh, you've got new direwolves, Anakita got, or whatever her name is. The fuck's her name? Oh yeah, the the proboscis girl, the thirsting blade. Uh, she's super skinny su- yeah. uh, yep you got blood knights you've got the new white king uh you got the, a, like we've listed desperately needed yeah fucking zombie update yep those models like, are super dated there's like 10 to 12 kits here new mm-hmm. kits that look awesome and yeah, they and they have they've got like halfway decent a lot of them have like there's some that are have mediocre rules right like fell bats and dire direwolves like no one's going to be like, oh, I fucking smashed them with my 30 block of, of direwolves. No, but the models are good. They're great. Uh, they're great chaff screens and, and road bumps or speed bumps. There we go. Um, road bumps. And uh, and some of them have That's amazing you have scrolls, to do on right? Like Belladonna. That's what you have to do on long road trips. Yeah, exactly. Just to make sure you can you can, you can can keep going. And you just go until your, your nose hurts locker. Um the I mean like Belladonna and Luke of all and uh what's his name? Radukar the Beast, I think are three really standout scrolls. I think they're really solid and strong. I think I think Radikar is like almost like for me, um I well also 
I think the most standout scroll in the book is probably Manfred. Yeah, Manfred is super good. Manfred is insane. I think, I wouldn't say completely insane, but Manfred allows for a lot of different play. Uh, I could see him, I could see him in every list. I could see him, I'm sorry, I could see him in every single bloodline. Oh, of course, yeah. I think I think what's really cool about Manfred, uh, for those people who haven't seen the leaks, uh, or if you're listening to this after the book comes out next week, um, Manfred oh, yeah, spoiler alert. getting getting cloak cloak of mist and shadows, pretty much. That's, yeah, that's what he's basically. what he has. And what I like about that is you can overcommit or make a mistake with him and correct it yep. before it's detrimental. Uh, the only things that are going to be able to get around that are things that have always strikes first and it's their turn. Or or have long pylons. Yeah. Yeah. Six-inch pylons, Sisters of Slaughter, or other zombies, shit like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some Slanesh stuff, but they're not going to... They're not the problem. Um, I'm trying to find his scroll because I would love to go through some of the cool things they added. His, uh, his command ability ha- is super fucking strong. I have, it, I have it right here. Okay, sweet. So... Um, he's got 12 wounds on a three up save, which is nice. Yep. That's an improvement. Uh, uh, he heals himself when he kills shit. Yep. What does he heal? Does he heal D three? He's D- got the hunger. D three. Yeah. Most, most, a lot of them have the hunger. He still has then, the, the thing where he ignores every wound or mortal wound. Like the first the one fir- per phase. First one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if enemy models are slain by his weapon, Add one to the attacks characteristic of Gravelord summonable units while they are wholly within 12. That's awesome. That's huge mm-hmm. because you're already going to want to be stacking extra attacks on them with other other buff pieces. And I think this this army... So I, I want to contrast this army with the way Slanesh, the Slanesh book is built because you've got these, these fighty heroes who are, you know, 10 to 12 wounds, killable. A three up is nice, but, uh, you know, still killable. And they're, but they're also support pieces. So they, they're going to have to do both. And they're sitting around the same price point as a Keeper of Secrets. The problem is a Keeper of Secrets can't actually, can like buff other things, but he can't fight and he's flimsy as hell. Right? So like contrasting this, there's also three or four different like really useful buffs you can overlap while Slanesh doesn't really have any, like there's one or mm-hmm. two useful buffs to overlap. Yeah, and then and there's also, also like great obvious targets to put it on. While Whistling Ash, it's like cool. You're gonna throw these yeah. two extra buffs on fiends on slick blade yeah. seekers. Anyway, yeah, but yeah, his yeah. Uh, his Mortark of Night rule is super good, right? Like at the start of the combat phase, if he's within three of any enemy units, you can remove him from the battlefield, set him up again anywhere on the battlefield more than nine from enemy units. Yeah, so it's going to be hilarious when your opponent charges him, trying to kill him in uh, in knife to the heart, and then you win. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then he has the the typical Mortark thing where he does morals with the frightful touch. On yeah, sixes. that's just a spirit host thing. Yeah, and his, his spell, spell sucks, is, but his command ability is fucking great. I don't know, a splash D. Th- All right, so his spell is isn't as awful as you. I, I think people might think because when it's combined with like the Blood Knight ability, you can put out 2d3 mortal wounds across multiple units really quickly in one turn. It's going to deplete them. Uh, you can kill some support characters like that. Yeah, you're right. It's not absolutely awful. It's just, it's not something that you're going to build your strategy around, but it's, it's a good back pocket ability. 
but his commandability I mean, is that's good. why you take him. Like the commandability that, and his sword that buffs attacks. Yeah, because you're gonna add one to attack. You could, in theory, with just him, plus uh, one in attack his bubble, and to hit plus and one to attack, and to hit and to wound. Yeah, yeah. So his commandability is uh, once per turn your hero phase, add one to hit and wound rolls for friendly soul blight units, holier than twelve of this model to your next hero phase. Huge that so it's hero hit, phase to hero phase. Yeah, and that's gonna hit him. Mm-hmm. Right, so mm-hmm. so it's going to be so four tax twos, twos. twos, twos, except for yeah. with the the claws, which are going to be threes, twos. The claws will be fives, twos. No, the you're looking oh, no, at the, yeah. you're looking at the uh, yeah, sorry, fives, fives, threes for the threes. spectral claws Four, for the ebon claws. Okay, yeah, gotcha. yeah, so um, Manfred seems like he can fuck, dude. I think Manfred definitely fucks. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk about your boy. Let's talk about. The Radicar, yeah, the beast, the beast. I, I love that he's the beast, he's the base. His is red, red the car, the base, red the car, says Ram, Ram says he's movement eight and he has run and charge, so he's fast. So the thing is, with run and charge, you will literally never not run him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it says move eight, he's really move eight plus d6, right? Yeah. Um, he heals himself, obviously. Yep. Supernatural reflexes, uh, which is pretty common on any unmounted vampire character in this book, which is subtract one mm-hmm. from hit rolls that target this. Not melee, not shooting, just subtract one from hit rolls across the board. So he's always minus one to hit. Um, unmodified hits with his uh, his claws, uh, just inflict two mortal wounds and attack uh, sequence ends. Yeah, so which that's is super good. sweet. He's got six of those three threes, rend one damage two. Now his his he has two CAs. Yeah, he's not a wizard. No, but having two command abilities, this is pretty dope. Yeah, um, one's a once per game, mm-hmm. and and that just gives you ten free dire wolves. Yep. Awesome. Oh gosh, I'll awesome. spend fifty points to get one hundred and thirty five points worth of models. Probably never see it happen. Yeah, especially when you take them in conjunction with Bell- Belladama, mm-hmm. because you're giving her. Uh, 33 or 66 percent of yeah. <laughs> more wounds yeah uh yeah. so his that command ability is nice because it's set up wholly within 12 of him so it's not like they come on from a board edge so you can sprint him somewhere else it says yeah. it use it at the end of your and, move phase too so that's sweet and then in knife to the heart um yep and then his other command ability is at once the attacks characteristic used by friendly soul bike glaive lords wholly within 18 of him if he's charged yeah which is great yeah because he's gonna be doing some charging yeah because so he's got he's got six attacks three series rend one damage two and then his attendants which is the Vircos bloodborne they have six attacks three series rend one damage d3 so like he's he's there to fight he's not there to shoot he's not there to cast he's there to get up in the mix charge and then buff up your other stuff yeah, I think he's excellent. A 18-inch bubble from him is going to be That's huge. That's unreal. And he's got a 4-up with 12 wounds. So, like, you know, it, but he's a 4-up, 6-up, right? Because everyone's going to have that 6-up. Yeah. But uh, he's also going to heal himself a bunch throughout the game. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, well, I guess this isn't going to matter so much in AOS 3, but he's not a monster. So he mm-hmm. does get lookout, sir. So he'll be minus 2 to be shot at if he's at by anything useful. Um, which is super cool. He he does come in at a pretty hefty points cost. He's not he's not cheap. Three fifteen. Yeah, but I would say yeah. like if I had the option to take something for three fifteen that had his profile in Slanesh, 
you would see it in every list. Oh yeah, I think I think he's I think he's very good, and the models fucking sick. Fucking so cool. So, do you want to talk about his Tia, his auntie? Yeah, let's talk about his auntie, the uh, the, thirst, the thirsting blade. Uh, no, this is Belladama first, the Vircos. Okay, I guess we can talk yeah. about her. Is she? She's not his auntie. Uh, no, she is. I mean, at least she like brought a second aunt. cousin, something like that. Um. She's the head of the family. So do you think, oh, is that like a Cosa Nostra sort of thing? Yeah, she's on the commission. Oh, yeah, yeah, so for sure. She, yeah. Oh, and, and so is, she, is he keyword locked to Vircos? Uh, he is Vircos, so he doesn't get the bonuses. From other? Uh, from other ones, but you can take him. Yeah. So that's, And he's still worth taking any other ones. He's just going to be more powerful in Vircos. Yeah. Now, Belladama, I think, is like a, you take always in your coast she's 200 points got nine wounds movement 10 save four plus save yeah she's not a combat character she is uh, a caster and a buff character mm-hmm. so uh she heals herself obviously and then adds one to casting dispelling and unbinding rolls for this model and then roll a dice before you allocate a wound or mortal wound to this model if it is within three inches of any friendly direwolves units on a three up that wound is allocated to one of those units instead of this model. Yep. Which is really good. Um, so yeah, you, you get those dire wolves with Radicar. Now you made her really hard to kill. She's going to heal herself whenever some do go on her. Um, she's then also probably going to heal those dire wolves back mm-hmm. like the grapes. Like, uh, so she's plus one to casting, invocation. dispelling, and unbinding. Plus if you're taking her in Vircos, they reroll all casting they and re-roll. unbinding. Mm-hmm. And, and then pl- she'll be plus two to casting if you have a corpse card, yep. or plus three if, if you have a corpse card engine. and and a mortis engine. Yep. That that's she gets pretty powerful. Yep. Well, does um, she have useful spells? Um, she does. Um, so she has an exploding sixes spell, holy within twelve. But it's not it you goes, don't you don't have to pick a friendly unit. It's just wholly within 12 of her. Yeah, so that's huge, so, too. She's a big, really a big combat buff piece. I think she's going to be a middle, like a middle, uh, middle board buff piece because she won't function far back. And she won't function up front because she'll get killed. Yeah. Um, maybe not if you Her other her spell own. is super fucking cool, though. A Lycan Curse? Yeah. yeah that's great because it's basically, it's a casting value of seven. Which is a six on the dice for her. Yeah, you pick an enemy unit with an 18 of her, they take D3 more wounds. If any models from that unit are slain by this spell, before removing the last slain model, you can add one unit of direwolves to your army. The number of models in the new unit must be equal to the number of models in the enemy unit that were slain by this spell. Set up the new unit within three of the slain models unit, then remove the slain model from play. So that's so, this is good so good. Especially, so like, let's let's say you, you think about her without Radicar, right? Every time you cast that spell, if you if you're casting at something close enough, you can be basically be giving her up to six chances to shrug wounds on a three up. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. each each uh dire wolf is two wounds. Mm-hmm. Uh and then her command ability, she's like she's the wolf girl. She's she's runs with wolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, her command ability is great. It just makes dire wolves wholly within twelve of her have six inch pylons, and they can uh, they can they're eligible to fight if they're within six of an enemy. Yeah. So, so, so if that's, you were ever excellent. trying to make uh, dire wolves work, she's you want her in there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Six she's great. Violence, huge. So another thing we didn't mention about um, playing in Vircos, mm-hmm. if people don't know, is that Belladama, uh, Radikar, Kritza, and Lady Anika all count as the general if they're in your army. You can take all four of them in your army and another general, and you'll have five generals, which is going to be probably important in AOS 3 because we do know that there's going to be a function with the way CP are generated and um, and generals on the board and banners, yep. etc. But also, um, it just increases some bubbles for how things, you know, your, your ranges for command abilities, all sorts of stuff. So that's really cool. Um, we might as well touch on Anika and Crete. So they're not super interesting, but I, I think, think Crete is I a think good... Crete is super interesting. Well, yeah, I think he is too. I, and I, I actually like Anika too. Anika's, they're good because they're not super so high Anika pointed. costs 115, right? And Crete says 85? Something like that. Yeah. Um, I'll open the pitch battle profile real quick. So Anika, uh, on a four up, she shrugs, wounds immortal wounds. She's, she's, six she's wounds 110 and Crete says 95. Okay, got it. Um, and Anika four attacks, three series, rend one damage D three. So like decent, decently choppy. Um, and at the end of a phase, if any enemy models were slain by wounds inflicted by this model's attacks in that phase, you can heal all wounds allocated to this model. So none of this heal D three. If she kills anything, she heals fully. Yeah. Pretty big. She's not super fighty, but again, one ten get an extra, um, an extra general in your Virkos army. She fights pretty decently. Kritza is way more interesting, though. Yeah. Um, melee weapons are minus I... one to hit him. He's actually got the exact same attack profile as Anika. Four attacks, three series, wound one, damage T3. Counts mm-hmm. as a general. If he's slain, or if this model has been slain, at the end of your movement phase, roll a dice. On a four up, a new model identical to this one that was slain is added to your army. Set up anywhere on the battlefield more than nine from all enemy units. Now we're gonna assume they they clean up the wording, the watertight wording here, so that you can't keep summoning new rat kings, even if you've already set up a new one. Right? There's like there's a problem in the wording there. But regardless of that, being able to just on a four up set this guy up again, have him die turn two, set this guy up again have him die again turn three over and over and put him wherever you fucking want on the table is unbelievably good yeah i think i think he's like just for positioning and then like you do like suicidal shit with him if you need him somewhere else right you can you can play really recklessly with him so yeah i I enjoy him too i think that there's uh definitely some great like low point play with him like if you're playing in like an event that's super low points like you're playing like a 500 like point. A, or no yeah well anything a under yeah a thousand he's good because he's a general yeah for beer coast and he's 95 points he's cheaper than a vampire lord he's cheaper than uh pretty much all the other characters and, in the game cheaper than to, necromancer and both of them will mm-hmm. get three uh deathly invocations yeah so that's excellent yeah um, so do you want to talk quickly about some of the changes we've seen to zombies, skeletons, and Gravelord or Graveguard? Yeah. Because you're um, about to go into your lists, which I know you're super excited about. I know. Let's let's talk about those things and then we'll take a break okay. and then we'll come back and do some lists. Okay, so, so Graveguard major change is they've got a new weapon option. Yes. Um, let me open so their they, scroll. They up. used to 
have the option of taking a great white blade, which was uh, threes, two attacks, three threes, rend one, damage one. Uh, and that's not that interesting because their normal attack was threes, fours, rend one, damage one. Um, and and I guess like on a six plus for to wound, they could add to their to their damage. So like fucking whoopee. Now they just clean that whole thing up and the great white blades are threes, fours, rend one, damage two. Yeah, which in this with Manfred round could be twos, threes, rend one, damage two. Doing sixes to hit are mortal in addition. Yep. And if you were a white king's your general, they could be your battle line choice. So Yep. And now granted, they're four inch move. They're a five up save. But you're gonna be able to bring a bunch of stuff back. They don't have they don't have what makes skeletons interesting in terms of coming back. They don't return models mm-hmm. like that, but they do return models with the uh, deadly invocation. With deadly right, invocation, so. exactly. Uh, so that's that's the change to Graveguard. They hit harder, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, the change to skeletons is that when they are chosen to fight in the combat phase, you roll a dice for every one of them, every every model in that unit that had been slain that phase. On a four up, you add a new model to the unit. So basically, so you have a unit you of forty. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. you you want to let your opponent hit first with them, because you'll return models. So like if you had a mm-hmm. unit of forty, they killed twelve. You're gonna roll twelve four ups, get six of them back, mm-hmm. cutting in half the damage that they did to the unit. So unless you wipe that unit of skeletons, they're gonna be bringing models back in that combat phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing that's worth noting, we sort of mentioned this earlier, is that zombies. Uh, they have the same rule as uh, Spirit Host now. So on sixes to hit, they do a mortal wound. And at the end of the battle shock phase with zombies, you roll a dice for every model that was de- was destroyed by those zombies. Mm-hmm. On a two up, you add a zombie back. So zombies add to their number by killing things. Skeletons stand back up if they fight after you. Yep. Uh, all right, so we're going to jump on a quick break. And after the break, we're going to talk some more about uh, the second year apprenticeship uh, course for uh, sheet metal. Today I made a shrimp scampi for dinner. It was delicious. I had chorizo nachos and they were delightful. Oh, I love chorizo. I love you too. Uh, all right, so <laughs> let's uh, let's jump God in. God bless you. 
Thank <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been going around. Um so there's <laughs> It's domestic. Yeah. Boogie woogie woogie. Boogity boogity boogity. So I want to say hello to all our wish all our listeners and uh, also a, hi, hi, hi Marshall. Marshall. Hi Marshall. So Joe, uh you said you've been leaning hard into Virkos building lists, but mm. You also have gone ahead and made some lists in other, uh, in the other mm-hmm. sub factions as well. You want to just go ahead and rapid fire those off, and we can wrap this up yeah, and get sure. back to masturbating. Um. So what I'm gonna say is like, I made some knee jerk reaction lists that weren't like something that I put. Some of them I didn't put like a ton of effort and thought into. So like, I wouldn't be like go out and buy the stuff and make it for yourself and play it. But you if you I mean? do, make sure you use our promo code with Element Games. Yeah. The uh, Our promo code is go fuck yourself, Byron. That's not true. Byron's actually a super sweetheart. <laughs> go fuck yourself anyway, bro. I don't know. Yeah, right. You're a great guy. Great guy, told, great list. Told, yeah. Should you threaten him with some violence? I mean... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I prefer violas, actually. Uh, they mm. have more heft when you swing them at someone's forehead. Yeah, <laughs> that's excellent. Um, so I, I'll, I'll just rattle through this, some ideas. I actually wrote notes on one and then I never wrote, wrote notes on the other ones because I was uh, I was hungover today. Pretty much pretty much how your life and podcasting is, is your approach also, right? I, I actually did homework for this episode. I so know you did. It's awesome. Um, I've never been so more proud of you. I, so I never made a cast a lie. Uh, list so uh, just take a lot of blood nights <laughs> doing great <Maybe>. joe <laughs> fucking killing it um so avangori is like a feck light in my knee-jerk reaction right mm-hmm. so uh i got lauka vai uh avangorian lord he's your general and mm-hmm. prince four dry okay and then three terror guys that's your battle line um and you can kind of just like use compa- some com- command abilities like uh, you have the Unhinged Rampage and the Furious Crown on yep. the Vengorian Lord. Unhinged Rampage just gives him the same charge damage thing that Okavai has. So you have like two people that you're rolling an equal number of dice. And they get, they, yeah, they get, they get the Ogre charge. And what is it on a four up? It's on a five up. On so a five it's, up. It's, okay. it's not bad. It's good. It picks off some shit. Yeah. Um, and then you could target enemy units and it gives monsters, uh, excuse me, Lokavai has a command ability that targets enemy units and gives monsters plus one to hit. Uh, her spells an A plus, but have charges for all enemy units within 12. So I think she's pretty, that's pretty, pretty sweet, but a plus is hard if you're not getting a couple bonuses. Mm-hmm. So it's not something to rely on. Right. Um, uh, the command ability from a Gorian Lord heals all monsters D6 if they destroyed a unit that turn. And I think it's important to note that both Lauka and uh, Vingorian Lord, you have to roll a dice at the start of the turn. And then uh, if it's equal to, or if it, excuse me, if it's greater or equal to the battle round, they can, uh, they can, they're, they're fine. They can use their command abilities. If it's less, they can't use their command abilities, but they can run and charge. So they right. get more and more upset as it goes on. 
Yeah, um, they get they get more and more triggered by uh, prostitution threats of assaulting. Yeah. Hi, Hi Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> um, so the Vangorian Lord, I, I was mistaken. The Unhinged Rampage uh, lets you reroll charge rolls, and then Furious Crown is what gives you the mortal wound thing. Yeah. Um. Uh. He's there. Also, cause minus one to your rend. Yeah, and it doesn't stack, but as long as he's within three of an enemy unit, their yeah. melee weapons are minus one rend, which is awesome. Yeah. Because they have a three up. Yeah. So in this list, you take the three terrorgeists and board dry, and you can get to draw the terrorgeists to like threes, twos for melee attacks. Mm-hmm. And you always get to use the top profile of one monster per turn. So Vordry is going to always be fighting as hard as you want him to where he's where you want him. And same thing for the Vengorian Lord of Loka by whichever one you really need to be clutched that turn you can yeah. choose. Um, this list is not like a win at tournament list. This is like a, I have five, six models on the table and I'm going to push them around and have some fun. It's feck light. Um, I threw an extra CP in there and it's sitting at 1985. Um, it might be better to just drop the extra CP out and, uh, take something else. I mean, I you drop the CP and you drop your, you drop one of your terror guys and you take zombies. as many zombies as you can fit. Yeah, zombies are very good. So, um, but that was like probably the list that I was least interested in, and like kind of was lazy about. I think if I oh really kinda... you like that less in your Castellar list? Um, I'm actually really interested in running a Castellar list and like putting some energy into it. I just did not have the time today because I had a lot to do and yeah. I was very hungover. What brand tires did you get? I bought uh shit. They're made by Michelin, but it's not Michelin. Okay. How many stars do they have? Uh, there are two. There are two of three. Okay. Yeah. I mean, having, a, I mean, like, having even delicious. a single Michelin star yeah, is a pretty big deal. Yeah, they're uh, very good. Isn't it weird that that's the same company? Like, I yeah. thought they were separate entities, and then nope. I just found that it's a tire company that's like, yeah, we rate food. And it's like a prestigious... Like, bro... I'm surprised you didn't get you didn't get Zagat's tires. Yeah, I should have got Zagat's. Yeah, or uh, you know what? I'm more of a. I'm more of a. Um, what's the one that fucking people love to use? That's like kind of bullshit. Uh, Epicurious. No, the other one. Uh, Yelp. Yelp. Yeah, I'm at more. I got Yelp tires. Hey, fire tires. Um, Jesus. So with Castellite, I've been thinking about this. I don't think the best build for Castellite is like thirty blood bits. Like that's cool. No, it's not. That's it's, fine. It's probably it's probably ten two packs of five or one pack of ten, depending on how drops work in maybe AOS some, three. Maybe some vargeists. Maybe a unit of three or of six vargeists, and then plenty mm-hmm. of skeletons and zombies. We didn't we didn't really talk about vargeists, but they have that uh, special. They have like pretty much the heart render life taker thing. Like they they just get the deep strike. Yeah, that's new, right? Mm-hmm. And Instead that's of setting really up the scene on the battlefield, you can place to one side. If you do so at the end of the movement phase. You can set it up on the battlefield more than nine from enemy units. Mm-hmm. Fucking yeah, great. and you can make them. You can make them three attacks or they're three base attacks, three attacks. Base, yeah, they're base three, but they could be twos, twos, rend one, damage two, uh, with exploding sixes, or you can stack exploding sixes on them with uh, Belladama. Well, and they already or, have exploding sixes. Sixes to hit are two hits instead of one. Yeah, but you if you give her spell two, would yep. sixes to hit be 
three hits yep. instead of one. Yep. And then and on then top of that, you could uh, give him plus two attacks and make him hit on threes threes with. Uh, yep. Yeah. So there's some play. Or there. well, actually, uh, some of the some of the bonuses to hit are or to um, to number of attacks is only for summonable units, and they're not. But you can take them in, in Castelli, right? They could be plus one damage, or they yes. could be plus one wounds. They could be five wounds instead of four. They could be damaged plus three. Plus two to charge, which will be clutch after they've come down and killed some shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so um, and they're cheap, right? How much is 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 four of them? One fifty five, I believe. Yeah. So it's not one fifty five for three. That's not super cheap, but it's definitely uh for what you get. Like they can, they're they're super flexible, right? They they can be in the sky. You can have them go around and like super fast kill a bunch of other chaff and shit like that mm-hmm. they're gonna go kill anything your your opponent just like leaves on objectives thinking mm-hmm. like oh they'll be safe nothing's gonna happen to me S- something that's really interesting about uh this book too is there's nothing a lot of books have this right now in the game but um like just comparing bar guys to to say crypt flares right nothing in the this book can be increased more than twice yes everything is capped out at anything that comes in tens is capped at 30 Anything that comes in fives is capped at fifteen. Anything yep. that comes in threes is capped at nine. Yep. So that's really interesting. Well, that that leans into what we what we it's, think or know about AOS three. Right. Yeah. Correct. So my next list is uh, got some interesting tech in it that I like, and I'm uh, it's it's a Legion of Blood list. Mm, tell me more. Okay. So the general would be a White King on Steeg. The White King is very underwhelming. The reason that it's the White King on Steed is because he has Sanguine Blur. Okay, what's that do? That's that's the plus three to pylons. Got it. Now I'm not. This current list doesn't have zombies in it. It's not using it with zombies because he's the general. It makes Grave Guard, um, battle line. Awesome. So the so another and that's that good. That be, works in weirdly. That works in any of the the bloodlines because most of their battle line if stuff comes from which bloodline you take. Yeah, it's battle line if general is a white king. So something else that I want to bring up is with these lists, I wrote all these lists like I was building for AOS 3. Yeah. And I don't know about the AOS 3 battalions, and I don't know what's going to go on with battalions. So I didn't include any battalions. And also I uh, I made it like the I capped all of my increases at four. Mm-hmm. Inc- so that's just something to keep in mind. So this White King on Steed is my general Sanguine Blur. I do like then, that he's got seven wounds on a three up. He's he's not I mean, going anywhere fast, right? Right. Like, but he is the the reason he's on the but Steed he's got for, move twelve for one hundred and thirty points is because he has moved twelves because that Sanguine Blur. You need him to run up in front of what is going to charge and have him run to where he's buffing a charging unit. Yeah. So, and then I have Neferata. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I have her scroll and it's in Spanish. Yeah. So, do you want to break down what it does? Because you speak yeah, yeah. So, um, la cosa que ella hace por la mayoría de su war scroll es que uh, okay. So, real talk. Um, what? So, her scroll was already pretty good. People people play her and like like her a lot. I'll, I'm just gonna go into the, basically the differences. Uh, she's got a three up instead of a four up now. She's got twelve wounds, which is great. Her spell doesn't give fly anymore, but it mm-hmm. makes you ignore rend or negative modifiers to save instead of ignoring all modifiers. Yeah, it should be noted that um, it looks like Mystic Shield. The rumor is that Mystic Shield's going back to plus one to save. Yeah. 
So in conjunction with that, yeah, yeah so pretty, you, pretty tasty. Yeah, so you could be having um, Graveguard that are on an unrendable four up, right? If you use Mystic Shield and that. Um, her command ability, it used to be that it, it gives out a minus one to hit bubble in a degrading range based on how many wounds she had taken. Now it's just mm-hmm. minus one to hit in a 12 inch bubble. Uh, and the last thing that I, that's like notable is she, she has this knife attack. that's like three series, rend one damage one, like super underwhelming, but it used to be if a model had taken wounds from that, but not slain at the end of combat, roll a dice on a six, they're destroyed. Now it only works on heroes, but it's on a five. So you're gonna like you're gonna make the gash sweat. Chance to kill. Yeah, you're gonna make Archaon sweat. Guys. Yep. Except for Marathi, uh, and she actually heals better than she used to. She used to heal two if she slayed a, a model at the end of the hero phase or at the end of the combat phase. Three if it was a hero. Now it's just D six across the board. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah it's better than the normal hunger. Mm-hmm. So and then there's a vamp lord in there for uh, adding attacks to death rattle and. Um, and dead walkers yep. and a necromancer for uh dance macabre dance so macabre da- if you don't know what dance macabre does it actually uh it does it allows you to fight twice in the hero phase yeah it, it, the the wording is pretty specific you put your left foot in you put your left mm. foot out you put your left foot in and do the monster mash and mm. what's interesting about that is we've actually never heard the monster mash We've heard the song song about about the Monster Mash. Just like that song is not actually the greatest song in the world. It's just a tribute. Yeah. It's just a tributary. It's a. Yeah. um, So the rest of the list has uh, this list has four battle line choices. It's got two units of 30 Grape Guard. They would they're all going to be heavy. They're all going to have great, great weapons. Yeah. Fuck it. We're we're going big. Yeah. You play to win. Yeah, and then uh, two units of ten skeletons. Uh, mm-hmm. I would do one unit of twenty, but I can't. In, in AOS two, three. Yeah, in AOS three, I don't think I can. Right. So, and then a corpse cart and two units of three felbats. Now felbats are severely underwhelming, but they are fast, cheap, nine wound chaff. Yep, you stick them in front of your graveyard so that you don't get hit by the the scary things, or the scary things have to hit more into the bats. Yeah, or like you set yourself up when you're going second to like let your opponent give your opponent a charge bait because because grave guard and skeletons are move four, so you need you need to kind of pl- play like the the turn two turn three kind of charges more. Yeah. So, so you use things like this list. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, I was gonna say this list basically has two big scary blocks of grave guard. You're gonna buff them up like crazy with your vamp lord and your necromancer and you're going to give mm-hmm. out you're going to make them uh ethereal and minus one to hit with neferata yep okay that's that's basically the premise which i like mm-hmm. something that i really like and i was thinking about before we got on the podcast with the nine inch pylons and zombies and shit this is what makes zombies really ridiculous is with the necromancer and Don Macabre, say you kill 10 models and you add eight to the unit and you're out of range when you're out of range for activating again on Don Macabre, it's okay because you add those eight models into us it does are they added i don't think they're added i think they're them. added at the end of like at the battle shock phase is it the battle shock phase let me check i can i don't have the scroll in front of me but i have i can, uh, I can open it me. i'll open yeah. it right now so that's under N because I actually took all these pictures and organized them on my computer because I'm a nerd. 
Necromancer and zombies. So zombies is... At the end of the combat phase, you can roll a dice for each enemy model that was slain by wounds inflicted by the unit's attacks. All right, so never mind. I don't have that cool tech that I thought I had. But um, if someone's upset right now, like I'm reading pictures on my phone of a book that's coming out next week, so go fuck yourself. (laughs) Um, This is Man Reads Sum of Book. um, But still, there's some playability. But doing nine-inch pylons on zombies when you have something like Dance Macabre up on them means that you're going to, you know, be able to get into positions where you'll be within three of a second unit to get involved and, and move a lot of bodies. Like zombies are ridiculously fast now, right? Like, cause you can, you don't actually need to charge them. You just run them to get within six yep. pile in, say you're get you have to be within six for them to activate but it's just the amount of movement you're going to get out of your combat activations that are going to it's going to be insane yeah especially with, so. with dance up yeah so my next list is a legion of night list yep this includes manfred awesome but it also includes radicar the beast mm. mm-hmm. tell me more um it includes radicar the beast for his command ability Okay. And because he can, and because he can fuck a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's not, he's not a bitch. Um, so the rest of the list is two units of 20 zombies and a unit of 10 skeletons for battle, battle line requirement. Wait, wait so We're it's, not really, it's, it's Manfred, Radicar, two 20s of skeletons and a 10 of zombies. No, or a 20, so. right. Okay. Two, two 20s of zombies and a, ten, and a 10 of skeletons. Yeah. I don't even actually think I need to do this these guys i'm just doing it um because i think you're gonna need things like banners and stuff in the list yeah and then there's a corpse cart mm-hmm. and then you have five units of fargeists oh and shit co- and cogs okay so you can do you have any five. do you have any generic heroes that can take your command trait and artifact no um and that's that might just be a little bit of lazy list writing or just um more of like i had this idea of like being able to put down a bunch of bargeists that need seven inch charges yeah with re-roll with charge re-rolls and uh you just kind of can buff them up to have like extra attacks and plus one it hit wounds they're like twos twos rend one damage two yeah with mortal wounds this and would then this would be super good in in castellai honestly also but yeah, they're would, but they're aren't they battle line in Legion of Night? Yeah, they're battle line in Legion of Night. So yeah. like in theory, if you really wanted to be a goon about it, you could drop the zombies and skeletons and fit oh what is that? Hang on, let me just and fit sixteen thirty. So two more units of three Vargais. So seven mm-hmm. units of three Vargais. Wonderful. And you know, be able to get in some cool spots i don't i don't know how playable it really is so and then the one i spent the most time thinking about and this is the one i plan on building and painting first and working on yep. is um is the Vircos one so it's belladama mm-hmm. radicar the beast a vamp lord on zombie dragon and a necromancer um we we talked in depth about hunter's snare before 
Yep. And hunt, I think Hunter Stare on the zombie dragon is excellent, and I really can't wait to see what the magic items are to yep. put on him or the necromancer. If there's like a plus one to cast thing or something, you the just, necromancer in there. I mean, you can just count on taking the plate of perfect protection, ignoring rend one on your vamp lord on zombie dragon. So he's got a three up, ignoring rend one. What is that in? Metal. Lord metal. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That's good. Sorry, go on. Uh, then 20, 20 skeletons, 40 zombies, 40 zombies, a corpse cart, and five blood knights. Hell yeah. I think that list can do some work. It's got enough bodies. Zombies, when they kill shit, are going to go up. You know? Uh, yep. It returns some shit. Corpse cart is good. Corpse cart has good synergies. And you're going to be taking the corpse cart that gives plus one to cast, not plus one to save, right? Yes, plus one to cast is so my preferred. Belladonna is going to be plus two with a reroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking yuck. It's not plus one to cast, plus one to save. Uh, it's plus one to cast. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's plus one to cast, plus one to save. And the yeah. other one is what? Minus one to cast for enemies and subtract one from wound rolls. So the corpse cart, I think, can. I think it's a good. It's a good bit. Yeah. Adding one to casting rolls is really important. Yeah, agreed. Um, especially in magic heavy armies, it's like, like how I have. I feel like you have to play feck. So, did you say you um, have a necro on that list? You do, right? To give dance to your yeah. your zombies. To zombies, yeah. And skeletons. That's awesome. And skeletons, yeah. Now, so what's what's doing your work in that list? Radicar. Radicar, the Vamp Lord on Zombie Dragon, yep, and the zombies, time. and the Blood Knights are there for like clutch situations. That's true. Blood Knights, fast. Blood Knights are fast, and they'll 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 run around. They'll beat the shit out of everyone else's chaff. Yeah, I so. like that, dude. That sounds like, and I what I like about that also is it's a it's a well balanced list. You've got your cool heroes. You've got your a hundred models of of infantry. You've got some elite cav. You've got. Uh, some casting a piece yeah the zombie zombie dragons really i think uh that's gonna be important yeah and you're just gonna use your been... your zombie dragon your ter- uh, your uh important ghoul king on zombie dragon right no i'm not i'm gonna use i bought the necromancer dragon from creature caster and that which one's is pretty small right it's like six inches tall 15 almost 15 it's bigger than archon oh, okay but who's who's counting yeah. I am. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm like excited for that project. And like, I'm looking at all this stuff and looking at this book and seeing the new sculpts and stuff. I, when I saw this army, I was like, this could be my forever army. Like, yeah, everyone kind of eventually, like, like f- there's like a, I've said it multiple times before, but like there are some armies in the game that you can collect the entire army because there's ten unit choices tops like Feck. Like my feck was really it's what is you have ghouls flares horrors terror geists zombie dragon and zombie dragon and an arch region yep and, like, and some courtiers like, and some kings. courtiers and shit so like i made all that stuff and built that army and it's all painted yep and that's easy but like what's cool about this army is you can like have interesting fun um stimulating extremely stimulating painting and hobby projects that you can work on as you go and then also uh you'll be constantly switching things in and out 
mm-hmm. and all the models are good. Like the only models that I don't want to buy and, and paint. Graveguard? No, I actually, I like Graveguard. It's more the, um, I'm not interested in Vargas because I painted so many Crypt Flares. Yeah. Um, and my scheme is ironed out and it's just very different from my, what I did for Feck. And I'm not going to repaint and like snap heads off and change my guys for Feck because I want to still run them in Feck eventually. Yeah. And now an interesting thing to note about, um, about your Soulbright Grave Lords is that in their pitch battle profiles, they can, they can ally with Nighthaunt and Flesh Eater Quartz. Mm-hmm. So, so what does that make uh, you think about? Um, just like the ability to get like an important arch region if you want for some cheeky summons or CP. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do you could do some other stuff too. You I'm could do the, the nightmare lantern half charges Guy. within nine. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Him and Lokavai at the same time would be a quarter of your charges. <laughs> And if you're in uh, Shimon, three inch charge means you would need uh, uh, a twenty, uh, a twenty on two dice. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, because if you need a, a you would need a, t- a ten for the first one. Yeah, so yeah, twenty. That's insane. That's hilarious. That's what um. The biggest loser in the book is Black Knights. Yeah, they're not great. They don't get any bonus for charging. They don't. I just don't think they're. It's what two wounds each and a five up. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, and I will say the the White King and the White King on Steed are pretty underwhelming. Yeah, but unlocking Grave Guard as battle line is important. Yep, that's that's all you need. That's all you need. How funny! How funny is how bad their command ability is written? Like that's got to be a mistake. It's. It reminds me of the same way that like, uh, the the that, Calibron command ability was yeah. was humorously badly written. It's like yeah. someone definitely had written this one way in one draft, included some wording at the end of it, and they're like, "Oh, that's a better fix than that one," and they forgot to change. <laughs> yeah, you know what I find really interesting is Nagash is up in points what to 975 yeah what happened still... to his what happened to his uh his war scroll i don't understand why i don't his... i don't think it's changed i think it's because of the allegiance ability because <laughs> the uh hitting a nine plus unmodified double tapping a spell on a guy who can cast eight arcane bolts is he's like in theory is going to get 12 arcane bolts in a turn no it's only and... for the lore of grave lords and the death mages lores that you get a nine plus uh, as a double cast. Damn it! Never mind. I'm going home. You are home. Fuck. Nailed it. Bang toasted. Uh, any any standout spells from the lore? I actually didn't read it over. Um. Yeah. Let's let's just open up the the lore spell lore. This lore is why we it. don't do book reviews. I know. We'll just do it. Whatever. I'm tired, and it was great. When you're when you're tired, time. your voice gets really low and gravelly and i just get so yeah. i get so aroused where the hell is the spell wars adam these abilities ah they don't exist yep they don't have any spells um oh lord vampires so in lore of vampires you have things like um 
amethystine pinions, which is still good. It's on the caster, it's on a five. You put that on your zombie dragon guy and you let him get plus six. Does um, it? Uh, you, you can put it on other units, right? No, it's on the caster and the same unit cannot benefit. Okay. In your next hero phase, add six to caster's move. The same unit cannot benefit from the spell more than once per turn. So, so the double casting it vent- doesn't help? You no, know, yeah, it doesn't do shit. That's dumb. Uh, yeah. Um, hang on. I like Soul Pike. Soul Pike has a casting value of six. Pick one enemy unit with an 18 of the caster, and that is visible to them until your next hero phase. If that unit makes a charge rule, move roll a number of dice equal to the charge roll and for each four up it suffers one mortal wound that's cool yeah and it could resolve twice so you pick two no it can't be affected by no, no but you can you can pick you can pick two two targets for it yeah if you cast it on a nine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh that's neat mm-hmm. i like that one vile transference um, used to be good yeah, it's a casting of four. Pick one enemy unit within six. Roll a number of dice equal to half that unit's wounds characteristic. For each six, you heal one to the caster. It doesn't do anything to the, the enemy, though. Oh, okay, so that's useless. Amaranthan Orb, you draw a line nine inches. Each mm-hmm. unit that has models that pass, pass across it on a two-up, they suffer D3 mortals. That's pretty sweet on Nagash, because if you cast on a nine plus, you draw two lines, goes to the exact same unit, so you're doing on a two-up, or on two two ups, you're doing two d three mortals, which is pretty sweet for a single yeah. spell. Anything yeah, useful in the death mages? Overwhelming dread. Subtract one from hit rolls. That's pretty sweet. Although that's not going to stack with other ones. Yeah, but that's okay. Fading, fading vigor. vigor subtract one, one from, from attacks. attacks. That's awesome. That's good. yeah. That's really good. Spectral grass. Half the uh, move characteristic if they start within mm-hmm. three of a terrain feature. Of that terrain. Yeah, feature. yeah you pick you pick a terrain feature. And, that's it. actually pretty that's really good especially if there's some big terrain uh prison of grief it's a, except you have to value. pick a terrain feature wholly within 18 of the caster but yeah it's still viable yeah prison of grief has a casting value of six uh pick an enemy unit within 12 invisible to them each time that unit attempts to move on a five up it cannot move in that phase the same unit cannot be affected by the spell more than once that's phenomenal turn. though so you could put you could make two units uh on a five up not able to move Mm-hmm. And that but, includes, uh, but it doesn't say normal move, so that means move, charge, pile in. Yep, which is wonderful. Subtract uh, one yeah, from really wound rolls for decrepify. Wound rolls attacks made by that model, what and subtract, subtract one from damage characteristic to minimum of one. That's that's really good too. Minus one to wound and minus one damage is nuts. Oh, yeah, it's, it's only on a hero though. Yeah, have fun, Archeon. Have fun. A lot of heroes are their big damage output. Putting mm-hmm. that on them is good. Mm-hmm. So Lord of Death Mages is Nagash, Mortarks, and Death Mages Wizards only. Who is a Death Mage Wizard? Your Just... Necromancer. And... Maybe your maybe... Mortis Engine? Mortis Engine is not a leader. That doesn't mean it's not a, a wizard. I don't know. It, it's not a wizard. Okay. It, it does have death mages, but it's not a wizard. Okay. So it would just be the necromancer. Yeah, the necromancer and that's it. I think that's it. And the Mortarks. Yeah. 
Mm. So that does make it a little hard to pull off because you need to put necromancers all over the place to get a couple of those spells. Or or if you're taking Manfred or... Or Nagash. Or Nagash, yeah. Or Neferata. Does Nagash right. know all the spells from the lores? Where does it say that? It would say that on his scroll, right? Maybe. Or maybe it would say it in his... Uh, in the... Nagash is a wizard. He can attack three spells. It might be in the he knows allegiance how. abilities section. Uh, yeah. You can include Nagash. If you do so, he gains a Gravelord's keyword. Choose a general. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe go fuck yourself. Yeah, I don't think he can. I think he gets one spell in addition to the ones he has. What a dweeb. <sighs> yeah. He's very good. He's still good. He's still great. It's annoying. Stop being so good, Nagash. He romped on my face last time I played against him. Hmm. Yeah. Carpentino's going to have one hell of a time with this book. So um, this has been the first and probably last ever Rage of Sigmar book review. Yeah. Not um, a, not our best. Um, so I'm sorry if you were tuning in to hear us tell funny stories and be silly if you want to hear that just listen to us on meth's show last week episode yeah. 94 yeah that was good we had a good time and uh he was there too uh, yeah he was so uh thanks for tuning in guys and uh, uh real quick before we before we finish yeah. we do have one uh, more sorry, segment sorry. that we always do which is um, um news, and, news and room no news and rumors uh we don't like not not Age of Sigmar related news and rumors, but uh, just sort of generic rumors. Um, mm. I heard that Sam Morgan can bench press the same amount of weight as the number of grams of sugar in the last milkshake he drank. I heard that Sam Morgan has a, a nine and a half inch penis. Yeah, but how long is it? Oh, two. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's like a cheese wide. wheel. Uh I heard I heard chai Hung like a tuna can. <laughs> uh I I heard Chai is a um gaslighting son of a bitch. He's and from China, I turned I turned yeah, fuck. He's not even French. <laughs> uh so um yeah. Great cast. Uh, if you're if you're enjoying this, you should uh, watch the new Castlevania season. Yeah. Does you think Tubbs won that tournament? Because I want to break oh that God. news before I'm, he can. That'd be can. so exciting. He's four and zero going into Game Five with Skyborn Slayers. That's the one that lets you drop down within, within five. Six. Yeah. But yeah, it's so good. That's the best. It's hilarious. So. Great, great 2016 tech there, Tubbs. And it's doing well, so that's great. Yeah. Do you want to do any shout-outs? Anybody you want to tell that you love? or? Um, I, I want to give a shout-out to uh, our man, Marshall. Hi, Marshall. Hi, Marshall. All right. This has been Rage of Sigmar. Don't fail your strength test. Oh, and uh, the next time you hear from us, we'll be together at a tournament. So. Yeah, all you're going to hear is violent tongue high-fives. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tongue punch your fart box. I'm gonna fart box your tongue punch.
Hi, Marshall. Oh, I like pina coladas. Doing cocaine. Um, I'm just going to wax political here. I read a bit of an article, and I do mean I read a bit of an article. I didn't just read the uh, the title of it. About chris rock and his last experience seeing chris farley before he died and super depressing because he basically says tried to hang out with uh chris farley a number of times and at the end it's sort of hard to hang out with a uh with an addict because anything that's not doing drugs is a bit of a chore uh and he literally says like i said goodbye to him and thought i may never see this guy again this might be the last time i see him and he was super right. I guess this was an interview he did with um, Esquire, maybe? I don't know. I saw it on Yahoo News. Um, so yeah, that was super depressing, but uh, I fucking love Chris Farley. Uh, all right. Top five Chris Farley sketches or skits. Number five, 
Chris Farley and Patrick Swayze as auditioning Chippendales dancers. Uh, number four would be as the lunch lady in Adam Sandler's sketches. Number three would be the life coach with David Spade. Oh, hey, Joe. Hey, what's up? Are you, All right. you ready to jump back in? Yeah, I didn't stop on the recording because I wanted to hit stop at the end and then hit start again. So it kind of just started like really good. Okay. So. Yep. And then I got that whole song you sang. Oh, you heard that? I had my headphones on. But your cord didn't reach. They're Bluetooth. You're Bluetooth. Bang toasted. Bang toasted. Got your All right, ass. hang on. <laughs>